what Tony Riccadello was there. If he oh, holds on to that position, he may well have the lead here. The West Aussie racing with so much speed. It is. The curve of oh, oh, the hit the wall. See that he blasts straight round the outside of the Audis. Exactly what we saw Caruso do yesterday, but it's got away from Riccadella. Get everybody around here, Sports and TV, Sports Podcast. Well, we had a big weekend of racing. So firstly, we went to Sandown Raceway for the Victorian Sports Sedans. And um, we started off with a 22-car grid, and by the end of it, we are down to like 10 or 11, unfortunately. Um, big Dean Cam was the man and was able to get three from three. Uh, I think it was Jim Palacina was second in all the races and Francois Habib got a couple of thirds, but then Brett Dickey got third in the final race. Um, those two were going at it pretty hard um, and um, yeah, made for some exciting racing. Um, through the pack, there was a bunch of Commodores and other stuff banging around and it wasn't too bad. So hopefully... Um, Round two at Winton, we'll see a good grid. Uh, there are a few cars coming, getting built. Um, so keen to see what comes out in Victoria. Maybe I'll even get out there eventually. We also had combined sedans. Obviously, that is not completely sports sedans. So uh, I don't always fully talk about that. But we had um, some sports sedans out the front, sort of top seven or eight cars in each um, race. Uh, were sports and so super good to see. Um, unfortunately, uh, Angus Fogg had a big crash in the final race. Uh, he's okay, and they're fixing the car. Definitely was a, um, a pretty scary crash, so glad he's okay, and um, glad the car's okay as well as and can be fixed. So he seems pretty adamant that he could possibly get it ready to do uh, Touring Car Masters this weekend with supercars and hopefully he will then turn it back into a sports sedan and run it um, at Tassie. Probably a notable mention is Mark Duggan um, in the Aston. He had a tyre go down in race one and was able to come back through the field in race two. And in the final race, I believe he got second, didn't he? Um, so great result for him and his new team. Uh, they've had a bit of a, a shuffle up in their team for this year. Uh, so it'd be great to see how he goes in the Nationals in Tassie. Which brings us to Tasmania. I'm still waiting on an entry list. I have been emailing uh, the Nationals for this entry list uh, and cannot get one yet. I'm assuming it's because they're still working it out. Uh, I may add it to this podcast, which I'm going to record over the course of uh, today. So, because more information's coming in. So I just wanted to keep it fresh. Um, in my mind, with those races on the weekend, and um, try and bring you as much information as I can. Um, so, so far, they have 22 to 24 cars. Uh, I'm not sure of what uh, mix of mainland cars and uh, Tasmanian cars that is. Obviously, we're all hoping that Brad Sheriff runs in the new Skyline. Um, I, I really hope that the main guys are going over. I'm hearing different views or different opinions or different information, whether the top mainland cars are heading over. I think it'll be extremely disappointing for the category if they don't. Um, but, you know, I understand that finances, um, 
I'd say finances, let's be honest. That's the main thing that's going to get in the way. Um, these are guys that have been racing for a long time, so they know how to have their car ready for round one. So I don't believe anything like that. In saying that, getting parts these days is getting more difficult for a lot of um, the NASCAR motors. So that could also be a factor. So I'll try and bring you some more national news. If this is if I edit it in and it's a bit clunky, that's why it's because I've added it later. So as I said, um gonna record this podcast in a few different sections over the course of the day, trying to find some more information. So Nationals round one, from what I can tell, uh, unfortunately looks like Tony Riccadello, John Goulet with Jordan Caruso in the Audi and Steve Tomasi in the Calibra are not going across from what I can tell. Yeah, I don't have any more information, unfortunately. Obviously, this is um, not great having the top three guys, top three cars um, of recent seasons not able to head across. So, yeah, sorry, Tazzy. Trust me, it's not a mainland thing. We don't have a conspiracy out to get you. I wanted to see those cars over there battling against um, the best that Tazzy's got, and you've got some good cars. So, yeah, pretty disappointing, but obviously... Shit happens, and um, maybe that opens the door for someone new. So I do know that Angus Fogg um, has repaired his car, and he's running hopefully this weekend again with uh, Touring Car Masters, and hopefully will be, and he's, and he said he will be coming over. So he uh, has the car sorted. So that's awesome news. Um, Alex Williams in the red RX-7 rotary is running along with Pete Ingram on an, in another rotary RX-7. So that's going to be awesome for the rotary fans. And just... When you think two's enough, Matthew Ingram's coming over with the RX-8, the ex-IMSA car, um, with another rotary in it. So that's going to be cool. Uh, Steve Gangell, I don't know him, but he's got a space frame Commodore. I have seen that car before in Queensland, so that'll be good. Round one, Tassie winner Ben Patel in the 2J-powered 180SX is running. He's bloody quick, so could be really interesting to see how he goes against the space frame guys. Um, Kim... Barrick in a Commodore is also running, and it's a floor pan one. Mark Duggan in the Aston is heading over, so um, coming off his good uh, result in combined sedans, it'd be great to see how he goes. Scotty Cameron in his space frame Commodore is heading over as well, so um, part of the Duggan family hotel racing team crew. So that's all I've got at the moment. Um, there's meant to be 22 cars, as I said, and I will try and update that in another podcast. So... Some good news and bad news. Hopefully it's a great um, field. I'm sure it will be. Sports and hands are sports and hands. Um, on one hand, it's crap that the top three won't be running. On the other hand, whoa, who's going who's gonna, to who's gonna be dominant? It's going to be really exciting. So I think that um, there's a fifth. I think that uh, the Smith Monaro is going over, but I don't have confirmation yet. So anyway, that's what's happening so far. Another thing for Nationals is that they're going over to the Hankook tyres and in their latest email out to competitors, um, there are three sizes available at the moment. So you need to get in contact with the Nationals if you want to order them. They're in 286 380 and 320 So that's all they've got at the moment. I believe they're going to be looking at some other sizes, but they're the, pretty much the main sizes um, that sports sedans run. Um, no one really... Not many car, national cars run smaller tyre sizes than that. Um, most of us are running 306, well, 650, but now 660 and 320, 710s. So, um, yeah, get on to that. Uh, some super exciting news, I think, for Queensland is that it looks like that um, 
Phil Crompton uh, will be doing the State series mainly in his Mustang, well, his son will, um, and Tim Truton as well in the Honda. So I think maybe Coxie might be as well, Anthony Cox in the Saab. So they're going to do more State racing this year from my understanding, um, along with all the other Queensland guys that do run. Um, it could be bloody exciting. That's going to be some pretty serious cars. Like um, They're going to have a lot of space frame High, I'm going to say high level, like top level, um, or if not second tier top level, um, cars running in their state series, which we don't have in Victoria. Um, we sort of, besides Dean um, running and Graham Gillian, there's not a lot of space frame shit happening down here, unfortunately. A lot of Commodores, don't know, people love those taxis down here in Melbourne. Hopefully that changes over time, we get more space frame cars. But anyway, Queensland... Looks like it's going to kick off, so I'm super excited. Hopefully, there's someone covering it because I want to watch that shit. Um, yeah, be cool, cool to see. Something that I want to quickly touch on was that um, I got a message from Nick Smith um, asking me to remove some information that I put up. Um, I hadn't put up that information, so um, if you're going to listen to my podcast or watch it on YouTube and then relay that information to someone else, make sure you're at least accurate. Um, you know, Nick and I are really good buddies and, um, he doesn't, he, he's building his new car and has some information that he wants to keep to himself for now. Um, just because he's doing his thing and I didn't release that information that he doesn't want released and some clever humans who maybe need to clean their ears out, um, heard it differently. Um, so don't be dickheads. All right. Come on. Like talk, 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 talk. It's a bit silly. Okay. So Give that a rest. I can't be fucked with it. So um, super excited for when Nick gets his car, new car built. And I'm keen to see how his current car goes. So um, yeah, stop doing the Chinese whispers shit, you, you friggin' idiots. So another thing I wanted to touch on after watching uh, the Victorian state round, um, and it just sort of brought something to my memory, and that is, um, I suppose, driving standards and what we're really here for. So I think, um, in my opinion, obviously it's just my opinion, state-level racing, um, I don't know, we're, we're there for fun. We're there to enjoy ourselves. We, uh, we want to be race drivers. We, some of us want to be engineers. Uh, some of us want to be race car builders. And we get to do those things, um, I suppose, I hate to say it, on an amateur level, some more professionally than others, um, obviously, and go out there and drive our race cars and have fun. Now, these cars are, you know, what have we got? Up, We're, we're minimum 600 horsepower, up to seven, 800 horsepower, 1,200 kilos. You know, we're going, you know, 280, 300 kilometers an hour, let's say 270, whatever. We're going bloody quick. Um, they're, they're, there's still some weight there. We can cause damage to things. We can cause damage to ourselves. A lot of us are sitting right next to an engine with fuel lines and exhaust and um you know we're stuck in there we're pretty tightly packed in there and we're going door to door with other people who are amateurs as well and i suppose um i don't want to name anyone because it's not really my place and this is not a witch hunt this is more just a i don't know a reminder that this is meant to be fun this is you you you're not a professional race driver i don't know if you realize that um, and sports and ants, you know, let's, it's, it's a owner driver kind of category. We, we're obsessed with these cars. We like tinkering with them. We can build them our way for the most part. We can 
push our ideas into our, put our ideas into the cars and, and go race them and enjoy it. Some of us, most of us are not that young. Most of us are getting older now. Um, things slow down. We're not as good as we think we are. Some, some people think they're pretty bloody good and, you know, they're not too bad, but they're not bloody great either. Like, I think that, um, I suppose I just want to say we need to race, um, especially at a state level, like nationals, I get it's fairly serious in saying that some of this does apply. And that is that you're out there to have fun. You're not, you don't want to kill people. You don't want to kill yourself. Um, most of you don't want to be dickheads. Um, so approach it that way. Like, yeah, you know, if you, if, if someone's blocking a bit, well, they're, they're a bit of a silly sausage, aren't they? They're a bit of a deal. Like, I don't know why you're blocking so much. It's, it's, if someone's a bit quicker, let them go try and like, I don't know. I used to do that in go-karting in my very early days. And someone came over and said, Ran, like you can block, you can do what you're doing. You're not being illegal how you're doing it. You're just doing one move. You're, you're driving down the middle of the track. Um, you know, but they said to me, if you let them go, latch onto them, see where they're quicker, see what they're doing. Maybe they're running different lines to you. Maybe they're doing something. They're breaking at a different spot and you might find you learn from that. And then you can actually pass them and you're quicker, you know, and, and that did happen for me at times. So um, I, I sort of have that mantra that if someone's clearly faster and clearly we're not racing for anything except for our own personal glory, um, you know, we're not, we're not winning anything. This is not our livelihood. This is not, you know, no one's going to kidnap your kids if you don't win a race. This is purely fun. Yeah. So why are you blocking so much? It just seems, seems a bit ridiculous to me. I know you'll stand, you know, people will say, well, that's racing. You just got to fucking deal with it. Blah, blah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Whatever. But you know, we all know that people that do that. I think most in, people in the pits who know someone that's just constantly blocking and everything like that. We just think they're a bit of a deal. We like them. Don't get me wrong, but it's, I don't know. What's the point. And also I suppose, you know, if you're not leaving some space on the track for someone to get, if someone's about to get up there and you just keep blocking that off and cutting them off and putting them on the grass, I don't know what, what's the effing point of that. You just seem like a fucking idiot. Um, so again, just my opinion, probably love you still probably think you're a great person in life, but it just makes no sense to me. Um, you know, let's race each other cleanly. Like I get it. Some people are hard chargers, hard races, but you just seem like a bit of an asshole. Like it makes no sense. Like, what are you winning? Like, I don't know, maybe, you know, like, uh, Dean, from my understanding, I've never got to race him. I've never been that fast, but Dean races people pretty clean. You know, he doesn't, he plays some games. I think, you know, we use those. We've got tools in our toolbox and in Arsenal to, like tools in our Arsenal to, to, to race people. And there's techniques, you know, and things you do. That's okay. But you, you all know the line, like what, what, you know, running people into the wall. I've seen... Last year, I saw a car run someone to the wall. They didn't put them in the wall, but they were trying to intimidate them in a straight line on a straight, and they drove them over into the wall because they were sucking that their car was getting passed by a car that they thought they shouldn't. I just don't see the point of that. It just seems dumb. And then coming in and getting all angry about it, you see people arguing in the pits. Don't get me wrong. I've been a dickhead too. I've got angry over things. I've been shitty. I've been grumpy because I can't get past someone that I'm clearly faster than, but... I didn't want to, you know, duck in there and get hit or anything like that. So I sat back there and sucked like a little baby that I couldn't get past them. You know, like on that, on the other hand, they shouldn't have probably done that, but it's in their right as a driver to be able to be defensive. 
I just want to, I'm rambling on, but just go out there and have fun. Remember that we're all just humans trying to enjoy our sport that we love. So enjoy it. Don't drive like a dickhead. Don't be a wanker. Sports and Ants is a small community. There's enough wankers in the world. Let's try not to be. Let's try and be, I don't know, we don't have to be freaking kumbaya and freaking old Nans either, but race race for enjoyment, not not for your ego and your bullshit, all right?